That's Mark chapter 7, from verse 24 onwards. From there he arose and went to the region of Tyre and Sidon. He entered a house and wanted no one to know it, but he could not be hidden. For a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him, and she came and fell at his feet. I want you to um, underline or highlight um, the word um, or the sentence here. It says, a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him, and she came and fell at his feet. So the part that I want you to understand, uh, underline is, heard about him, you can underline that, came and fell at his feet. You can underline those two sections. Uh, the woman who had this young daughter who had a problem, she heard about Jesus and she came and fell at his feet. This is very important as the Spirit of God is highlighting. You're just going to underline these two and we're going to just keep it to one side and we're going to continue. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by birth. And she kept asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter. I want you to also underline the part that she was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by birth. want to underline that also to know who she is and what her background was. And then just go to verse 27. But Jesus said to her, let the children be filled first. So first is the part you want to underline. I spoke on this before, so I'm not going to go into this again. For it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. You can underline the part children's bread also here. You might have heard many, many messages from all over the world, from everywhere about the children's bread. But there's a very deep topic here in itself, what the children's bread is and uh, the importance of it. And also, um, uh, if... Making this a big deal um, is as important as doing what this woman did. And she answered and said to him, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs. So we see a conversation here. If you have the Bible that has little red letters or... or um, um, your online phone that has you will see the words of Jesus in red and then the woman's response, you know, in whatever color your phone has or your Bible has, white letters usually. And then you see the response again, Jesus' um, response. Then he said to her for this saying, go your way, the demon has gone out of your daughter. You can underline the word saying, for this saying, this saying, what saying, this Saying. You can underline that part. And when she had come to her house, she found the demon gone out and her daughter lying on the bed. There are quite a number of messages that God has helped me to um, give to our church from this very same passage. And I encourage you to go back and listen to those. It will really bless you. Now, we go to verse 24. You see that there is this move of God. Jesus is moving from point A to point B. And we see here in verse 25 that a woman from somewhere else, from point C or some place, point D, heard that Jesus has come to B and he is, and he is going to do something. If Jesus is coming to a place, that means he has to do something. He will do something. He's never going to come and say, I'm just here for a cup of tea and I just came to see how you're doing and say hello to you and to see how you're all doing and just to show you how much I love you and I'm going back home. No, Jesus never comes to a place without having heaven's agenda. I want to say this one more time. Jesus never comes to any place without having heaven's agenda. He carries God's plan for that day. So I spoke to you. So Jesus Christ, anytime he visits a place, he always visits with a, a very specific purpose. And intentionally, he goes there. Even though he went there for one purpose, something else happened here. We know that detours happen all the time. Not necessarily 
uh, it should happen. But sometimes when when his divine plan or his perfect will is interrupted, detour happens all the time because there has to be some other way to get back to God's plan so that his plan can be fulfilled. So now we see here when the detour happened, what happened here? Now this woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit, she had a problem. So now um, this girl, this little girl, the daughter, uh, if she would have been here, we don't know what they were called back then, but we know the Bible clearly specifies that, that she had an unclean spirit. That means one demon, you know, was in her, but it was strong enough to to cause a disaster every single time that this mother had to come running here to Jesus Christ. Think about this. The work that demonic spirits do, it is so destructive. If you look at how demons function, they have an agenda. Their job is to steal, kill, and destroy. Their job is to ruin the peace of people. Their job is to ruin the health of people. So we see that here, a woman who had a young daughter, she had an unclean spirit, and it was one unclean spirit that was inside this uh, daughter of this woman that tormented the daughter and tormented the woman. So this mother tried everything. You know, if she would have been... Uh, if she would have been here during um, our lifetime and taken her to uh, the psych hospital or any hospital, they would have given a whole bunch of diagnosis and they would have said, well, um, she has this, you know, put them on a whole bunch of medication and um, try giving all the therapies, you know, you can give and, um, maybe hospitalize her for some time and, and do all these things. People try to help the medical community. They try to help. And the families, they try to help. So you have everyone trying to help. But when you're in a place where you tried everything, but nothing worked, no one is able to help. But what do you do at that point? When you go through a situation where you've tried everything, nothing is working, what do you do at the point? This woman, obviously, she came running to Jesus here. She's a woman who would have tried so many different things. But she knew one thing, that this kind of thing is hopeless. Nobody can help me. Nobody can help my daughter. She's going through this morning, afternoon, night, morning, afternoon, night, morning, afternoon, night. And I'm going through this with her morning, afternoon, night, morning, afternoon, night. There's no one to help her. There's no one to help this girl and the mom. There's nothing said about the dad here or the brother or the sister or anybody. Only two people are mentioned here. She brings her problem to Jesus and the problem was her daughter. That the daughter needs to be set free. One thing she understood that there is hope in Jesus Christ. Jesus can turn her situation around. Jesus can bring light into her dark situation. Jesus can bring hope where there's no hope. Jesus can overturn that which is against her. What did she do? With the message she heard, she did not wait. She said, I'm coming right now. She took action about her situation. Now, whatever you may be facing, 
whatever problem you may have. There are times when you take actions and there are times when you get tired of taking actions. You, know, you say that I've tried this so many times and I've done this so many times. I went to so many different places. And what if this place is also going to be like the same thing that happened before? Uh, what if nothing works because her situation is so bad? But she was someone who always was looking for something that would bring that deliverance or that healing to her daughter. When she heard that Jesus was there, she was not someone who said that, well, it worked for them and it worked for him, it worked for her, but I don't think it will work for my daughter because this is really bad. But she was someone who had hope, great hope, that Jesus can set her free. And if you look at her faith, that's the reason why God had his underlined the word Greek and Syrophoenician by birth, those words, there, are written there for a purpose. This woman is not a Jewish woman who had this rich, miraculous history. She was someone who was outside the fold of God, just like how Rahab was, just like how Ruth was. But she was a very bright woman. When I say bright, a woman who knew how to seize the opportunity and make full use of it. She said, I am going to go see this Jesus. And I am coming back home to a healed daughter. That means, she said, I am not going to come home to the same situation, to the same circumstance, to the same daughter here. I'm going to come back home having received the healing that I'm looking from God. God is speaking to our hearts today. How determined are you when it comes to receiving that which God has? How determined are you? Are you going to take the lies of Satan saying that, well, you're not Jewish. Well, you're not invited. Well, you're not one among those people who were meant for today to be healed. Well, this is not for you. This is for them, not for you. Well, it happened to your daughter. That means something is wrong. You are probably supposed to be living with this for the rest of your life. And some people will even go further enough to say, why are you trying to escape this, try to deal with this and try to live with this? As if it's a big uh, uh, work of bravery, foolishness. When there is a way out, not taking that way out is foolishness. Do you look at this? Woman, she was a woman who was not willing to live with that disease or the disorder. She was a woman who was not willing to take that which was placed upon her daughter and upon her by the enemy. And she said, I hear that this Jesus is doing all these things. If he's doing all those things, he's able to do this for my daughter. I want you to understand the depth of this. As the Spirit of the Lord is conveying something very strong and deep this evening. Whatever miracle that Jesus did among whatever group he ministered to, blind eyes opened, deaf ears opened, dumb mouth spoke, the cripple walked. All kinds of sicknesses were healed. She was able to translate that to her situation. She's a woman of faith. She saw all these things happen. And she said, if it's happening there, then it can happen here too. If those people came and received their deliverances, then I can too. It is 
for me too. She was able to translate that even though she was not a Jewish woman, even though her daughter's situation was not the exact situation that the rest of the people who got healed from Jesus had. She was very smart when she was able to take other people's healings and translate it into her situation and say that if it's happening there for those people, it can happen for me too, even though I am not a Jew. She had this settled in her heart that I am not coming home without this healing for my daughter. God is speaking at this hour. How persistent are you? How persistent are you? Are you willing to live with your situation the way it is? And are you willing to spiritualize that and say that, well, you know, some people are there, oh, this is a thorn in my, you know, they don't even read the Bible properly. It's not even like thorn in my flesh. They say this is a thorn in my side, the Bible says. There's no such thing as thorn in my side in the Bible. You need to know the word of God. By the way, you don't even know what Paul was going through. Paul was going through as a part of his cross. It was ordained by God and the Bible never says, it never specifies what he was going through. So trying to spiritualize whatever you're going through and making it equal or equating it with what the super apostle Paul went through will be siding with the devil, twisting the scriptures and willingly giving oneself over to the bondage of Satan. It's important to know the truth because only when you know the truth, the truth can set you free. She was a woman who was not willing to keep that unclean spirit in her daughter, even though she did not know the Bible, the Old Testament, like the Jewish people knew. Even though she came from outside the camp of Israel, she's not an Israelite. She was a Greek woman. She was someone who had the wisdom to see what Jesus did and to say that it can happen to me too. Not just for those people, but it can happen to me too. Not just for those people's children, but it can happen for my child too. God is speaking to our hearts of this hour. It is important to take that which God is doing and to take that which God has done and to have the wisdom to translate that into your circumstances to believe God for the same. It takes faith to believe God for the same. As she didn't make her problem bigger than it is like many people do there's no problem in the world like my problem. They think that, you know, they got a big degree or something like that. You know, frame it and say, my problem is the biggest. It's an ugly thing. You magnify Satan. Yeah, there are many things that are crucial, many things that are big. and But don't take pride over it and don't try to play victim and try to live off of that. Because that itself will keep your sickness now you look at this woman. Her daughter had an unclean spirit. She heard about Jesus. She knew the severity of the condition that her daughter had. And she also knew what the problem was. She was not someone who tried to make light of it. There are some people, you know, even all hell break loose. Even if all hell breaks loose in their house, they will say that. My house is like heaven lying through the teeth. Even if the kids are all like possessed, they'll say, they're all like angels. Praise God. Oh, my Lord. Sickening. It is important to understand what is really happening and to acknowledge that which is really happening and to seek help for that which is happening. That's the only way you can come out of that which is happening. If you don't want that to continue to happen. God is speaking at this hour. 
to want that which is happening to continue and you like the drama of it, then the sad part is you will die with it, a miserable, unhappy, unhealthy, demon-filled life. But if you want God to deliver you, your family, into whatever you may be going through and you want God to come in and set you free, it is important for you to understand what is going on and to acknowledge that which is happening and bring the problem to the presence of God. Bring the problem to the presence of God. What did she do? She didn't say, well, I have this big problem and um, I can't travel with her because her situation is like this and I can't leave her anywhere. Uh, Is it possible for Jesus to come to my house? Is it possible for Jesus to come to my area, to next door maybe? There are people like that. They won't move an inch. They'll want the whole world to move for them. They won't move an inch. They want the servant of God to come right to where they are. At the ring of a phone, they won't want to come to the meetings. They won't want to come to the presence of God. Oh, I can't travel that far. Stay home with your problems. Oh, I don't want to come every week. Stay home. Be the way where you are. God is speaking to our hearts today. Are we earnest seekers? Do we really want deliverance? How much do we want? The Greek woman had wisdom. Seraphonish woman, she had the wisdom to state the problem as it is and to go wherever she had to go to travel, whatever distance she had to travel to make arrangements, whatever she had to make arrangements because this was her top priority. God is speaking to her today. Are we able to see? Are we able to feel that which is happening around us? If we really feel, then we will not want to be in it. There are people who become numb to it. They just live a demonic life. You have demons all around, all over. Demon there, demon here. They sit in the same filth day after day after day. And they're okay with it. And they want a pity party over it. They look for a community that has demon-filled pity parties. And they'll go there. You talk about your problem. I'll talk about my problem. It's a therapy for you. It's a therapy for me. Let's all talk. And all they talk is problem, 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 problem. What do you do with it after that? They do with it after that. Satan is very happy. Hey, they're talking about me. I caused all these problems. You're talking about it. You're talking about it. You're talking about it. I'm listening to everything. and I'm going to see how much more problems I can cause so that you can continue to talk about me. God is speaking at this hour. We have to be discontent, dissatisfied, disgusted about the way we're living and about the way our families are. And be true to where we are so that we can get out of where we are. If there's no truth to our lives, then we will live a lie and die in that lie. But when truth is there, the truth will not look for a lie as its blanket. There are many people like that. They'll use lies as their blanket. The only thing is you're dead, you have a dead animal under the blanket. Those who are outside the blanket will know what's inside. Don't hide the foul smell with external things. If it's not good, say it's not good and seek the help that you need for it. When there's a problem, know that it has to be dealt with and I'm not going to cover it and pretend like the problem doesn't exist. God doesn't want any one of us to live in a state of lie or denial. Living in a state of denial is living a lie. Living a lie will not get any healing and deliverance from God because lie and truth do not mix together. This woman was a very wise woman. Very wise woman. She didn't say, I want to protect my family. I want to protect my house. I want to protect my kids. I mean, you know, there are a lot of people do that. You know what happens? A whole family dies. I want to protect. I want to make you look like you're a saint. 
when you're a thief. I want to make my daughter look like she's a princess when she's a criminal. I want to make my son look like he's the hero when he's a murderer. Oh, my God. They all go down the drain, being swept away by the sewer. It's important to have integrity. When you know that worms are coming out of something, don't try to paint that box and cover it and try to make it look good. Put a bow and a ribbon on it. The worms will be seen on the outside. If you have a problem, be real. Say that you have a problem and seek help. That's the only way your loved ones can get the help they need. You can get the help you need. Hiding under a lie or covering yourself under a blanket while you have worms all over your hands is not going to help you. God is speaking to her today. This woman came out of where she was as soon as she knew that help is available here. She didn't try to play doctor because there's no point. She knew that she cannot do a thing. You know, there are people Even though they know that they can't do a thing, they will still try to look like they are the hero or the heroine and the whole world is running on their heads and they are the ones who are running everything. And meanwhile, everything is stinking and dying right in front of their eyes. But still, they want to be like the hero. It's delusion. You are living a lie. Everyone is dying and you are dying with them, but you're thinking that you are running a show. Satan wants you to believe that lie so that he can take Every bit of it from you. God is speaking to us today. When something goes wrong and you know help is available, make use of it. That's the only way you can be helped and your loved ones can be helped. Now, so this woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard about Jesus and she came and fell at his feet because she knew that this is the most important thing for me. Everything else can wait. Now, stay in some people. They have disaster after disaster in their house. I say, I can't come to church. You know, can the pastor call me? Because I work on Sundays. I say, hmm, interesting. When I hear it, I'm, I'm like, I don't know what to even say. Wow. Keep working. You want God to come and help you. You worship your job. See if your job can come and help you. For some people it's comfort. For some people it's food. Oh, the service is too long and I'm hungry. Meanwhile, they want deliverance, they want healing, they want financial miracles, they want marriage miracles, they want all kinds of miracles. Wow. Go eat all you want. Think miracle will come to your door? The Bible says, seek after wisdom, you seek. Jesus said, strive to enter in the narrow gate. You can anyone say that, well, I want to go into med school, but I won't study. I'll just do my ABCs and I will just sing the alphabet song and I'll just do cat, mat, rat, bat and all those uh, little words that we study in kindergarten. But I want to go to medical school and I know I'll go to the medical school and you can talk all about the medical school and you can even buy uh, a, a lab coat from Amazon and then get the fake stethoscope from Amazon and you can run around saying that, oh, I'm going to pass. You didn't even pass your school. God is speaking to our hearts today. We need to be real. Just pretend playing will not go beyond your four walls. It will not. Be real. To come to a place of understanding that I am not capable of doing this is step number one for success. Step number one. Only step number one. But it's a very crucial step. If I think that I can run everything and I can manage everything and I can do everything, then continue. Continue the path of misery. But if you come to a place of understanding like this woman did, saying that I cannot do anything, but I have to go to Jesus Christ who has the power to do this. I go to where the anointing of God is and I'm going to go tell this is my problem and humble myself and get what I need to get. And I'm not going without getting what I need to get. These are called wise women. Pretty smart. Knew what they wanted, knew what the problem was and did not leave until they got it and 
went when they were told to go. Then sit after that saying that, oh, I know that you can do it. How can I know? Give me a sign. No. Woman of faith. Wise woman. Woman of strong faith. You see a very, very strong um, character there. I love it. People like these I admire. I honor. Mothers who really care, who will do anything for their children, who have faith to receive that miracle from God and who will fight to the very end. These are the ones who receive their dead back to life. Not those who are just all the time thinking about themselves. I'm so deeply troubled because I can't get my nails done because my daughter is like this. I can't do anything because my daughter is like this. Like I'm not able to have my coffee. I'm so terribly frustrated because my daughter is like this. And so I'm not able to have my tea time with my girlfriends. I know people like this. God is bringing these things for a very specific reason. These are people who are always consumed about themselves. It's not like their daughter is suffering and the daughter has to be healed. The focus is all, all about me. Oh, she's like this because of that. I'm going through this. 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 Oh, and then look for like this little pity party groups. Yes, you're going through this. It is your heart after your child. Are you focused on that which you need to focus on, which is a healing of your loved ones or is your whole Focus on you, cradling your own self, wallowing in that pity party, me, myself, and I. She was someone who came to God for her daughter. And she got what she came for. The woman was a Greek. If you look at the Bible, you see, very beautiful. All kinds of nationalities, all kinds of uh, people from all kinds of countries and race and language. When God finds something outstanding in them, he makes sure that he just puts it out like that. Yes. Because God is looking for people of great faith, wisdom. And people whose focus is on the right thing. This woman was the Greek Syrophoenician by birth and she kept asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter. Her focus was not herself. Oh God, this girl is like this and so I'm suffering like this and I'm going through this and I feel miserable and I can't have a break in it. Her focus was her daughter. She said, Lord, Cast the demon out of my daughter. Cast the demon out of my daughter. She kept asking God. Cast the demon out of my daughter, Lord. Please, Jesus, cast the demon out. What do you see over here? She had faith that this can be done. She also knew that this was a spiritual problem. And there are a lot of people who will, who will um, bring all kinds of things. Irrelevant things. And so-called relevant things. I think that that person is doing this is because of what they went through. And I think that this is happening in their lives because their thought process is different. You know, all kinds of things I hear. It's a simple spiritual problem. The problem is many times where the person was bringing it. They don't have eyes to see what is actually happening because they have a big log in their own eyes. That's the problem. It's a major problem. But this woman was a woman who was able to see. Very smart woman. She knew that this was a spiritual problem. She brought that problem to Jesus. She knew that Jesus had the power to set her daughter free. And after she kept on asking Jesus this, I want you to dwell on this for a minute. It was not like she came and she said, oh, Jesus, heal my daughter. And then Jesus gave an answer. Now she kept asking. We don't know how many times she asked. She had faith. She was someone who said, I'm not leaving. I'm not going. I'm not going, period. I'm not going. That's it. 
And she said, Lord, help me, Lord, help me, help my daughter. Please, Jesus, take away this evil spirit that is bothering my daughter. Oh, Jesus, help us. Lord, take away this evil spirit that is afflicting my daughter. So many times. Now, Jesus is someone who answers the first time. And so, but there are times where Jesus will wait for some time. Not because she didn't have faith. He's actually showing these people. You see this? You see this? This is something you guys need to have. The perseverance and the faith. Again, like the centurion. Jesus didn't have to go to her house. He said a word to her. And the daughter was delivered where she was. There are times God will delay. And there are reasons for that. Where her faith was pushed to the limit. But she was a very wise woman. And her limit was, I'm not leaving without receiving that which you have for me. Period. Extraordinary faith. Faith to get what she wanted to get. Extraordinary faith will persevere. It'll never say that, well, I asked two times and he's not answering. That means he doesn't like, you know how many people are like that? Immediately they'll say, oh, Jesus doesn't like the Greek woman. He only ministers to his people. I'm going, I'm leaving. There are people like that, moved by the devil. They'll speak these things. If God is not moving his servant, do something, there's a reason for it. Be quiet and listen. It's a test for you. It is a test to see where you stand, to expose what's in your heart. Now what they do? They bad mouth. Oh, this is not happening. He's not, he, he is not doing, that means God is not leading. If God is not leading, nothing is going to happen. She kept asking and asking and asking until Jesus spoke here. Did she get up and say, oh, Lord, you're so prejudiced and you're not, you know, helping me and, you know, you like those people and you don't like us and, you know. No, 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 no. She knew her place in the kingdom of God. There's something that you will hear again and again and again here in this house of God because it's very important. Most people don't know and don't have a clue of what this means to know your place in the house of God. People come with a sense of entitlement and they they think that God speaks to me too and I'm the Lord of everything also. Oh, also, that's a very important word to underline. If you can do everything yourself, go do it yourself. That's not how it works. People try to play pastor, people try to play prophet, people try to play prophetess, people try to play everything. God, the Holy Spirit himself. Until they come to a place of utter devastation. Even then there are some people who say, even though I'm devastated, oh, I'm not devastated actually. It's God test. God is not testing you anything. It's your own disobedience that is costing you everything. It's your own pride that is costing you. It's your own, own rebellion that is costing you all these things. But there is something that you can learn from this Phoenician woman, the smart woman here. She knew that she was in God. She knew that she was in need. She knew one thing that he was the Lord. That if he is not answering, that she will continue to beg and plead. Not become bossy, not get up and shoot her mouth and say things that she should not have said. Very smart woman. She knew her place. If the answer is not coming, then I'm going to seek more. That's what Jesus taught Seek and you shall find. Keep seeking. If God is not answering, I said this yesterday too. If God is not moving his servants to do something, it's very important at that point. There's something that's going on that the Spirit of the Lord is trying to do here. Where? In your life. That means something God is trying to bring out. Something from your own heart to show you who you are. Or to bless you. Like how God blessed Hannah. Hannah knew how to get things from God when Eli came and said, 
How long have you been drinking? You need to put this away. He said in a caring way. You know, there are people immediately will say, Oh, you, you thought bad about me and you said this about me and I'm hurt. I feel so hurt. Well, there's no such thing as that. If God is speaking, whatever he says, you need to take, take it to heart and think about it. What is God saying? What did God say through the servant of God? If it's a real servant of God. If you really see signs and wonders and God speaking in every word that God is speaking is coming to pass, you need to have that fear of God. What is God saying? What did God say at this point? What did I hear? Did I hear it right? And then if the Lord had spoken to you through the servant of God, in Hannah's case it was Eli, you take that. And your response has to be with humility, knowing that you're standing before God's anointed servants and the anointing of God is upon them. That's when you get blessed. That's when you get blessed. Knowing your place in the house of God is very important. Very important. If you are in the real house of God, not in a place that plays church in and they do their own thing. It took a while. Jesus did not answer her for some time. But she was someone who knew how to get the answer. She pleaded with the Lord and Jesus said, Let the children be filled first, for it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Now this is after she asked many times. The answer looks like it's a no. She didn't say, you could have told me the first time I've been begging you in front of all these people. No, no, no. Like I said yesterday again. When you get a glimpse of who God is and what God is doing and what the house of God is and you have the real glimpse of what true anointing is and who the true anointed sons of God are, then you will come to a place of understanding who you are and the place will be at the right place which will be a place of blessing. There will be a place where you know that you're not entitled for anything. It's the grace of God that God has given you these gifts in front of you. Now you're going to humble yourself. Because you know who you are. When I know who I am, what is what pride will be there, first of all, to begin with? When I know this is God Almighty, and He is standing in front of me, what is there? Is there, is there anything to be even proud of? When you stand before Him and you know that He's standing before you? You look at her. She didn't go and badmouth and go talk. You would have lost everything. There are some foolish people like that. When the Spirit of God is moving and He's moving in a certain direction, that's, oh, you didn't do this for me. Oh, you didn't do this for me. You didn't say this to me. Naaman would have lost everything. People are there. We lose everything like that and walk around with a curse, not even knowing that they are walking around with a curse. This woman was not like that. This woman was someone who humbled herself knowing that this is God Almighty. I can't take any pride here. I can't talk to him like I talk to my next door neighbor or even talk to anyone in my family. This is God Almighty. He carries the anointing of God. And in his mouth lays the deliverance of my daughter are not deliverance for my daughter. She was the one who had the wisdom in her mind. That's not the place for ego. Ego will make us fall flat to the ground. But she was someone. Once she saw the delay, she she humbled more. When she saw the reply that looked like a denial, she humbled even more. For the rest of her life, she had joy. For the rest of her life, her daughter had joy. For the rest of her life, the family had great joy. Now why? She not only passed the test, but she became an example for not just the disciples of Jesus Christ, but for every generation that will come after that who would read the same passage of the scripture. And every time the Spirit of God will speak from this passage, it will be from the life of this Greek woman. Greek woman, Syrophoenician woman. She was a Gentile and she was a woman. People looked down on women and people looked down on Gentiles. 
unfortunately. She was smarter than the men who were there. She had more humility and more wisdom. Even the disciples of Jesus Christ, many times they talked out of turn and they talked to Jesus the way they should not have talked. She had more wisdom than the men over there. Very important to notice, whether you're a man or a woman, wisdom is necessary. Whether you're a man or a woman, humility is necessary. Whether you're a man or a woman, integrity is necessary. Whether you're a man or a woman, faith in God is necessary. Whether you're a man or a woman, perseverance and endurance is necessary. In this month of December, God is speaking at this hour. People who learn to practice the art of humility... It's not that, oh, I am a big shot, but I will try to humble myself. No, no, Jesus had everything. As God, he humbled himself. He had everything. He literally had everything. But when we stand before God, can we say like that? Oh, Lord, I'm humbling myself. And when we stand before God, we know that he is the almighty and we are nothing. We are nothing before God. That's the truth. Automatically, that realization of being nothing before God when it sets in. There's no room even to think that, oh, I'm humbling myself before God as if we're something. We need to know who we are. We need to know who he is. Those who learn to know their place in the kingdom of God. Those who know what it truly means to humbly walk with the Lord, their God. That means to understand who God is and who we are. Be in the right place. Other people will receive the miracle that God has for them. God gave to her more than she can last or imagine. She didn't get a crumb. She got more. She got more than she can ask or imagine. Jesus said, well, let me, let me just feed my kids first. But she proved herself to be even better than the kids over there. And before he could give them anything, he gave what she asked and he sent her home. It's a big, big, big illustration. A real life illustration. For every single one here. Jesus said this, I want to finish with this. There are many people who come from the east and who come from the west. Some faraway places who will come and sit in thrones that God has for them. But the children of Abraham, that means people who say that, why know Jesus for so long and I've been a Christian all my life and I've been serving God and I know this and I am this. The children of Abraham. We have Abraham as our father. They won't have any seat there. Not only that they'll be cast away. We need to understand this. Knowing the awesomeness of God is very important. Never have the sense of entitlement. Always understand that it is because of his grace we stand. Know that when you ask him for two times, three times, four times, if God makes you wait, and when you ask him if it looks like a no, you don't at that point act foolishly, but learn to lower yourself even more as you know that you are in the presence of the mighty king. Never argue with God or never go against the leading of the Holy Spirit when the Lord God Almighty leads his servants to say a certain thing, do a certain thing, call or not call or see or don't see. Going against that is going against the Lord God Almighty who is leading them. The anointing that is resting upon their heads. The power of God, the spirit of God, the anointing of God. God himself who is leading them. And is causing them to do things the way God wants them to do. And you go against it and you speak. You put yourself 
in a very bad place. You position yourself not for blessing, but a curse from God. So it's important to know the scriptures. Know your place in the house of God. Know your place in the kingdom of God. Know your place and be smart like this woman. In this month of December, God will do miraculous things in the lives of those who position themselves just like a smart woman. She, had a, she was a woman with so much problems, but you know what? She had wisdom. So the Bible says, get wisdom. Be smart, get wisdom. Those who are foolish will be full of pride. You can see see it just spelled all over their faces, and spelled all over their head, and spelled all over their bodies, spelled all over their speech. And those will be the me, myself, and I. Always a victim. But you see this one very different. She's coming from uh, a Greek family. But you don't see self-pity there. You don't see pride there. You don't see her pointing fingers at God and saying that, Oh, Lord, I'm here and you didn't answer me and you're just talking to the disciples over there and now you're telling me this and you know, you're not treating me right. And you know how many people will speak like that? Those are thoughts and talks inspired by Satan, Lucifer does not want you to get lost. She was very smart, smart woman. She said, yes, Lord. Even the little dogs under the table, they eat from the children's crumbs. Give it to me, Lord. Jesus didn't give her the crumbs. He gave her the bread. He didn't make her wait. He gave it to her before he could even give it to any of those guys who were sitting there. He stopped everything. He halted everything. And he said, you become my priority around. Right now, she became God's priority. Yes, you too can become that. In this month of December, you too can cause the tables to be flipped and to be turned towards your side. You have the character of this smart woman. A woman who knew what it means to have faith, the real faith that attracts God is a faith that will be coupled with humility. God's word says, when he sees people adorned or covered with humility, it is so attractive to God. God is looking for people of character. You can't be humble unless you have a very strong character on the inside, unless you have that vision, that glimpse of who God is, like that woman we saw yesterday. When you get a glimpse of who he is at that point, all you can do is fall at his feet. There's nothing to argue. There's nothing to say. When you know how good he is, you're never going to say anything against him. When you know this is how he leads and you know his nature, you're not going to position yourself for a curse, but you're going to position yourself for blessing. When you know who he is, and it takes wisdom. She knew who Jesus was. She knew he was all righteous. She knew he was all good. She knew that he was all powerful. She knew that he was all love. And whatever he says, it's always right. When you have that understanding, the ways of God is always perfect and his leading is always on point, then you're never going to accuse God or his servants who are being led by God second by second. It's a very dangerous thing to do that. Let me do it. She's very wise. God is speaking to her today. The miracles that God has that God has for you. You can receive it. You can even get it ahead of time. When you have the wisdom that this woman has. I encourage you through the Spirit of God this night. That which God has, the prophecy God is speaking at this time. For someone here who's been waiting for a specific thing to happen in your life, and you've been waiting for some time. A long time. 
God says, God will speed things up for you. God will set that which is at a standstill to motion. And that which should come at a different time will actually come early for you. It will come right to your hands. You're not going to go after it. It will come right to you and it will come early. If you keep your eyes on the Lord and go after him like the Syrophoenician woman and not after the thing that has been withheld from you. If you go after the Lord, then the Lord says, that which has been withheld from you, which will be released, God says God will release it to you at an earlier time. And not sometime later, but God says, it will come to you, cross over and come to you. Because God will command it for you. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Father, thank you, Lord, for this time. For the word of God that you have given to us tonight. It is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Lord, you've been good to us. Your mercies endure forever. Lord, you never show partiality to anyone. You don't look at Jews and Gentiles. and You don't discriminate anyone. However, you do separate the sheep from the goats. You do separate the wheat from the chaff. You do separate the good fruit from the bad fruit. I thank you, Lord. And out of the Jews and the Gentiles, where you see integrity and faith, where you see humility and obedience, you bless your people and you draw them to your side. Thank you, Father. Thank you for all those who are here tonight. You've called every single one and that's why they're here. Thank you for this word that you've given to them, Father, because you wanted them to be blessed by you. I pray, man, this word that you have released upon them may be received by them in Jesus' name. That they may understand their place in the kingdom of God. That they may position themselves for the blessed things that you have for them. That they may not shut the door that God has for them, but cause the blessing that you have for them to come to them. Thank you, Father. Thank you for this glorious month of December. Thank you for the big things that you have in store for your people. Thank you for the many more things that the Lord our God will speak tomorrow as we come together in the presence of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I pray that you will turn every single one here to be just like this Syrophoenician woman. That each may not stall their blessings, but be active in receiving that which you have for them, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you one more time for speaking to us this night. And we give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise for so faithfully delivering your word to us one more time. Your fresh bread from heaven. Thank you, Lord. I pray let your people put away self-pity Put away lies from Satan and embrace your truth then. Walk in uprightness before you. That they may be blessed 
in their households be blessed. Like how this Syrophoenician woman was blessed and she became a blessing to her daughter. Thank you, Father. It was because of her wisdom, her faith, and her humility. Her daughter received life. I pray that the work that you're doing in the lives of every single one may be thoroughly accomplished so that their families may be blessed by them, Father. With this blessing, I bless your people with, as your servant standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God, I bless your people this night with this blessing that you alone can bless them with, that they may become inheritor of every blessing to have for them in this month of December. That your people may grow in humility, and walk closely with the living God and inherit every blessing to have for them, Father. And glorify your great name. And thank you for doing this. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon us and bless us with his peace. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God the Father, and the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit rest and remain with us all, now and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen.